open eyes will reveal the truth of an interior world. It will not. He has misunderstood and misapplied Scripture, though he is not conscious of doing so. He has seen in the Bible geographical and cosmological proofs that simply aren't there. In these attitudes, he is like others who find themselves compelled, chiefly through their interpretations of Scripture, to promote a scientific theory thought ludicrous by nearly all of their contemporaries. These others, unlike Wilhelmsen, have some history to work from, and arguments that, though weak, are not always obviously so. Even their biblical exegesis is better laid than his. Yet, for all their relative sophistication, they too are wrong. Their wrongness is more consequential than his because they have a wider following than he ever could hope to have. And their theory is incorporated into a theological and cultural critique that has no analog in his system. He has little chance of bringing anyone to his side. They have such a chance and they want to take advantage of it. They are the new geocentrists. What this book is and isn't. This book is titled The New Geocentrists, not The New Geocentrism. The focus is more on the people than on their scientific and religious claims. Their claims are not neglected but I make no attempt at comprehensiveness and feel no obligation to do so. Today's geocentrists have worked up dozens of main and hundreds of subsidiary arguments spread over thousands of book pages and innumerable web pages. It would be as tedious to refute those arguments, one by one, as it is to read them. More tedious, actually, since it often requires a full paragraph to correct a single wrong-headed sentence, and there are many wrong-headed sentences in the works of the new geocentrists. Geocentrists are oblivious to problems in what they write. They are confident in their science and exegesis, confident to the point of not seeing weaknesses in their position. They think their logical armor has no chinks. They betray no doubts, no signs of hesitancy. Conflicting evidence does not exist or is dealt with summarily. The only logical flaws are with those who fail to accept the geocentric thesis. That thesis is gaining adherence. Its proponents string together innumerable names, dates, equations, and assertions. Can advocates who have so much to say and who say it so insistently be wrong? More and more people are answering in the negative. They find the cosmological and scriptural ideas put before them by geocentrists to be convincing, even compelling. Flaws in the geocentrist argument are seldom obvious to the intended audience, which is not the scientist or the theologian, but the layman particularly the layman who is susceptible to sweeping claims and to hints of conspiracies. Those who are coming to accept the geocentric thesis are not doing so because they can follow the physics and can work through the mathematics. They take the representations of the new geocentrists on faith. They think them to be reliable exponents of the facts and trustworthy interpreters of the meanings behind the facts, and they give them extra points for speaking in opposition to settled opinion. This last is no small thing. There is an attractiveness in thinking oneself part of a group that has been preserved from errors that infect the rest of society, whether those errors are political, cultural, scientific, or religious. There is a sense of anticipation in being part of a movement that might become the wave of the future. There is satisfaction in being privy to knowledge that is unknown to the generality of mankind. It is no accident that one of the publications that repeatedly has given geocentrism room in its pages is called The Remnant. Whether Protestant or Catholic, most geocentrists operate with a conspiracist mindset, though this seems to be more marked and more remarked about 
among the Catholics. Whatever their faith, geocentrists think mainstream scientists have colluded to keep the truth of geocentrism away from the public. Some because their livelihoods depend upon continued acceptance of the heliocentric model. Others because they wish to promote irreligion, the expansion of which would be retarded if geocentrism were accepted widely. It is the goal of today's geocentrists to expose this underhanded work. They do this not just through scientific arguments, but through scriptural and theological ones. Many Protestant geocentrists push the King James only school of thought. Only the authorized version, produced under James the Sixth of Scotland and first of England, is valid scripture in English, and that translation should be read in a particularly literalistic way. Their Catholic counterparts are not so much concerned with a preferred translation. As with literal interpretation, both of the sacred text and of magisterial documents, they go so far as to say that the church in the past.